ones. Be excited. All right. Now we have nobody will bother us because nobody wants Lucas and Eleanor to go on early. Yeah, just so you know. Fucked up. <laughs> um, all right. We're ready. Are we restarting from the beginning? Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Sorry. That's all right. I just God didn't know. The Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. Welcome to the world-famous Comedy Store Podcast, guys. I'm Rick Ingram. I'm Eleanor Kerrigan. We got two fucking legends here tonight. We certainly do. We got Mr. Lucas Hurl. Good to be here. The pride of Iowa. Thank you. And we got Crawfish's own Dr. Bustamante, Josh, the real deal, Martin. My name's Josh, and I'm better than all of you. Yep. Do you go by the real deal? No. Oh, okay. Just asking. I just thought. Listen, I've given Josh a lot of nicknames. Flow. He's given me a lot of nicknames. None of them have truly stuck. Yeah, I've, I've for the most part only ever mentioned them to you, and you just you never give me any sort of response. No. Why is that? Busto is the only one that really ever stuck. Uh, I stuck for you, bud. I'm not going out of my way to encourage. I mean, I think you need to sell merch. Doctor Boost, Doctor Boostamonte. I'm good on that. <laughs> All right, listen. Josh has a bad attitude. As I, don't you can tell. A, I don't have a bad attitude. Are you cranky? I'm cranky. My I'm cranky. Yeah, I am cranky. I my back is killing me right now. Okay. I you need. Have a bad back? We have massage chairs. Uh, Want to do some no. yoga? No. Okay. Cortisone, cocaine. What are we What are we looking at? I'm not. How l- painful? I. How'd you hurt your back? Let's start there. <laughs> I played basketball earlier today. And that's it. With a hand. And I just my back's tight right now. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I need to stretch it out. He's dude. like Embiid. He's a mess. Yep. That's my dude. That's my favorite NBA player. Did you just make an like Embiid that. reference? <laughs> That's KU's fine. slowly becoming punch drunk sports and not the comedy store podcast. I'm a Philly girl. Mind your manners. Yep. Congrats. You're from what appears to be a very shitty city. It's not a shitty First city. Of all, but if you're going to go to Are you South from New Philly? Orleans or even yeah, near right? there? Yes. Thank you. I've been to Philly once. What part of Louisiana are you from? Um, Sorry, we'll get to Iowa. No, yeah. okay. no, no, no. 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 Let's get to Iowa. Iowa is way easier to shit on. Hold no, on, because not. New hey. Orleans is probably the grossest city <laughs> in America. I mean, it's... Is it? Yeah. Is it's borderline Mexican city. Mexican city? It's borderline a Mexican city. Okay, I thought it was like borderline Mexican City, like you thought it was actually called Mexican City and not Mexico City. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm, I'm saying it is the equivalent of a city in Mexico. That's <laughs> which, how dirty which it is. Which Any city? city. Yeah. Juarez, I guess. Don't play with Rick. Well, it's He's more not... of a Cancun. <laughs> well, first of all, it is kind of Cancun because people do get fucked up there. And, and people do get their kidneys stolen there. That is well, fact. D- New Orleans is not that bad. There's way shittier cities than New Orleans. He's shitting on Philly, but he stayed in a place called Point Breeze. Why would you, why okay, would you there, stay there in the Cash on But I'm, not, I'm shitting on Philly just to shit on you. Oh. But not... <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's that's completely acceptable, though. Okay, let's be honest with you. You're just insulting take, the host of the show that you're on, then bravo, <laughs> then sir. Congrats, yeah. I'll... Um, New Orleans is not that bad, though. It's just really gross. No. That's way grosser <laughs> cities. Okay. Have you ever been to Jacksonville, Florida? Well, that's a shit. Hole. Let me hold on a second. First of all, you must not have hung out at T Birds. 
<laughs> you do get realize no one gets that reference. That's Everyone that listens, to our, Everyone listens to our podcast. Everyone loves Tommy. Everyone loves Tommy, and they the, ask for more of it. The the most requested thing we get is let's get more Tommy. Him and Earl had dueling Tommy's. One of my favorite Josh Martin moments here at the World Famous Comedy yeah. Store was you screaming at Tommy. When yeah. I say screaming, yeah, but he was a fucking. <laughs> you guys, I'm. You guys will always shit on him. You guys will hate him. And but there's I a would lot never of guys. But like I that. fucking. The, I have nothing bad to say about the guy. Because no. the guy has taken care of me more than any of you, the two of you. And a lot of, more than a lot of fucking. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Here. What, hold okay. on. What do you mean he took care of you more than Did me? He what, what, okay. Let's talk about all the stuff I've done for you. What have you done for me? <laughs> I, I invited you, you to a comedy nicknames. store podcast tonight. Right? No, you didn't. Eleanor did. True. Wait a minute. True. Okay, it was all through well, Eleanor. But we I, speak to each other. Yeah. Is this okay? Yeah, relax. Is that okay. okay. I did give you the nickname Doctor Bustamante, and a lot of people have said they like you that. You just gave me that a minute ago. Okay, so there's that, and uh, that's really all I needed. So what else did Tommy do for you? But why, why would he, why did you yell at him then? Because we're fucking artists, and we pa- are passionate <laughs> about certain things. Okay. Hurl, you and Nothing wrong with be passionate about um, something. Yeah, but I keep my shit together. Yeah. Did you ever yell at Tommy like that? Uh, no, Tommy yelled at me once. It was about Josh Martin. Yeah. <laughs> That'll happen. Yelling yeah. happens. Wait, what? Well, well, you know, we're both bartenders and we were. Oh, that's I, right. I was, Which I love that you guys still work here. I do love that. I don't know why I do, but I do. So I wait, think it's what, great. What happened? I'm serious. So it was like six o'clock on a Friday and I'm changing sodas. And. <laughs> You know how before Tommy would get high, he'd just be agitated? Yeah. So. Stephanie and, is and on al- my nerves. And also, because Tommy did so much for me, too. and, and He did. He did for all of us. We always yeah, say we that. Yeah, me, me, we me and Josh nice especially. Things. Like, me and Josh probably sucked at, you know, and he No, no I, did, I didn't maybe suck. I definitely sucked. But he gave me uh, he gave me more stage time than anyone else in the city did. Absolutely. He, he, ga- he gave me... He, he believed in me when no one believed in me, including myself. You know, and it's all those small things when you're young, just starting out. Especially for me, I I didn't know anyone here. Yeah. I knew no one. Yeah. So when you you have those people who just, hey, let me, I'll help you out, and you can. So people will give you a bunch of fucking information, like or um, what advice. you should do with your yeah. advice, yeah. and then you it's your job to. Go through and see. Uh, this is for me. This is not for me. This is yeah, yeah. And from everyone. So uh, there's some people who keep shit. There's people who hate who hated Tommy because they're like, oh, he just didn't. He didn't ever took care of me. Or he didn't believe in me. And those guys still. Now that Tommy's gone, there's still nothing. Yeah. yeah. There's a there's a lot of people that Tommy got ignored because they're just pure garbage. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and they expect everything to be given and not work for it. T- Tommy's most positive quality as someone who came up through the comedy store is that he fully believed in the employee to comedian yeah. Uh, yeah. evolution. Yeah. Which I think you two are the only two guys who have been passed as paid regulars from the employee yeah. And Punky. Yeah. Oh, Punky. Well, That's right. Yeah, but oh, wait, Punky was a little different than... The, she wasn't a door guy, you know? Yeah. The, right. the two of us were door guys. And, like, uh, that's the issue right now. Like, currently here, you have a lot of employees who are just employees and not actual... Com- they're not trying to 
legitimately be comics, you know? We have door guys that aren't. I mean, I know security, but there, there, there's the cover boot girls. There's, there, there's door guys oh. who they're comics, yeah, but they're so focused on working that they're not even trying to push what they they're, they're saying. They're, they're just repeating the same jokes. They're not taking chances. But that's, yeah. and those, oh, that, that's that's part of their process too. I mean, we were all yeah. at that same point. They're all trying to get <laughs> no, that. They're trying but, to get that five minute Tonight Show. Set but when going, you bro. when you get 1980. <laughs> but this is the diff. But this is the difference. Is that. There was moments when I remember when I first got hired at the comedy store. I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm at here at the comedy store. I'll get spots. And I, Tommy would tell the host, uh, minus one guy who got me on every time, he would tell the host, hey, don't put Josh on. What? And I would get not get on Sunday or Monday. And I worked here. And I would go up late night after all the paid regulars. I would do a longer set in front of let, n- almost nobody. Right. But I would. I used those spots. He knew that I just you need to get comfortable it. on stage. Yeah. yeah. You utilize you were what you're here given. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Because at that time, I was living in my car anyway, so it was like, I'm going to be here. Yeah, yeah. By Put them up and get you comfortable on stage with something that's not, that's, that's something new to you. Yeah, because so, at first I'm like, wait, I thought you said this guy did something for you, but no, then but he th- did. Th- those, it's those things that, those small <laughs> things that people don't understand, they it's they don't appreciate, love, you know? It is. Yeah. And he, there's things like that that are, there's, Different people in my life that I know that has done certain things like that. Who it you, might have been tough love or no, like it may come off like they were a dick, but you you could take works. someone being a yeah. dick and try to spin it and learn learn something from it, you know? Yeah. Better yourself from someone being a shitty person. Yeah, I mean I, you, you know? I learned all almost everything I know about comedy from doing one in the morning to two fifteen in the morning spots in the OR. Oh, as opposed yeah. to uh, in in my I'm time as an employee, them. it was we had maybe three people in the audience during employees, yeah. and then there was twenty open micers that were just there to ruin your night. So <laughs> you didn't learn anything from that. That's the beautiful thing about today, though, and I wish door guys would really consider that. Like you're going up with forty other people, so yeah. how are you going to stand out? Yeah, right. Because there's a lot of like you know I'm a funny white guy. Oh, I love that. That's one of my and favorite demographics. And it's yeah. not even just that, about was that. Was that you saying that about yourself? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm very cocky, too. <laughs> it's not even about that. There's certain... There's, for the current door guys, you have to be honest with yourself and realize, I am not going to get passed for, at minimum, two years. Yeah. This at minimum. So you can yeah. fuck around. For, you have two years to fuck the fuck around and try something new and be... Try to figure find out yourself. who you find yourself. Because yeah. you are not... Because there's... A, a certain door guy, I'm not going to say names. Um, You're allowed to, but I know on. I'm allowed, but we I'm not going disclaimer. to. Okay. okay. Uh, he's like, oh, on Mondays during pot, like, I'm only going to do my best five every set. And I'm like, dude, at minimum, you're three years away from getting passed. At minimum. Yeah. Okay. You're not even close. You're not being honest with yourself. And to say you okay. have a best five at that yeah, point you, is ridiculous. You don't have you don't have a good five. Yeah, you, you don't know what you don't. If your best you, is still not good, then what's the point of showcasing it yeah. weekly? And you truly don't know what's good. You don't truly know yourself well enough to know what's good and what's not good. Yeah, okay? I love this you're TED you're talk. a goddamn idiot. Okay, <laughs> okay, be honest with yourself. This is a, this oh, is we're in this coach. we're in this weird time in comedy where comics aren't honest to themselves and they're not honest to other comics. Yeah, and that, they'll jerk each yeah, they'll jerk each other off. I don't think that's like, new. I think that's, yeah, been, that's been forever. Been a long it's been time. forever, but it's it's because of the it's very just, PC. I think it's you thing, noticing you can, it. 
because you're you're you're, you're at an elevated level now. Yeah. Maybe that's so it. you're seeing it, but that's the way it's always been. It's always been delusional assholes. And that's why I'm friends with Lucas Hurl because I jerk him off all the is time. Is that true? Right? Lucas Hurl was going to tell a story about getting yelled at by Tom. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So, so I apologize. Beefy corn cock motherfucker. Yeah. Let's bring up. Let's strip that corn down. All right. So it's a come full circle. Pull that husk out. Tommy hadn't smoked weed yet that day. Oh yeah. I love how calm it is. So calm compared to the fucking. <laughs> the raging and and you know what are you looking for the xylophone and, and he would give you oh, advice what? but it would come at weird times like you know I, I would probably I was probably having just C sets nothing special okay. and uh, I thought you were going to say C section I'm like what's happening yeah oh, no. <laughs> junior <laughs> reboot but you know I, and I was just probably drinking and having fun and yeah you know, not thinking that's what we do it. and uh, he comes up and he's like what's your damn <laughs> yes. And he goes, and this is when Josh had just started. And he said, all right, and they were making Josh sing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on stage. Okay. Okay. Because oh yeah, I remember that joke. That was I used to kill with that joke. <laughs> that was in your that was in your best five. That yeah, that was no. I think I honestly didn't have a five. That was like oh, no, that was me. That was me filling in time to make three men. And they're doing this just because of the speech impediment. Yeah, for the speech impediment. I think it's funny. It was, okay. Yeah, it was Christmas time. I remember. Oh, all right. And this so the, and he goes, "What's your damn? Are you gonna let Josh Martin serve?" Pass you. Oh shit! And he just went on and it, start I, the fuel. I, this was like five years ago. I never forgot it. Yeah. Oh I, my I, god! I, I, like you said, there's no way I'm letting that happen. And I mean, I you guys have been mortal enemies ever since. I mean, no. <laughs> but you know, hey, you know who helped Josh a lot? In my opinion, was Huck. Yeah. Huck. Huck. Huck I helped everyone. That. He really did. He Huck, helped Huck, guy. Was, Huck was a good guy because he Huck was our he bartender. was he was yeah he was a former bartender here. He's a uh, former Thai police. Uh, yeah. He could easily Thai mafia. Yeah. He could easily kill everyone. Yeah. yeah. And um, but he he was a good gauge of who is good people and who's not. Oh, totally. He knew exactly who had potential and who didn't. Yeah. And he could tell the, the that potential very early on. You know. So you were one of those people? Uh, he no, was. he he. I was one of those people because he wanted to just smoke cigarettes and drink. Of course, and he <laughs> wanted someone to make the drinks for him. Yeah, and, and so he's guy. like, "Hey, he come behind the bar, and then I'll, I'll tell you where to put it in the glass, and you just pour it until I tell you to stop." And then I'll tell you what else to put in it. So he's, he's training you, basically. He was training me by sitting down, smoking cigarettes, and filling a bottle, of, an empty bottle of water with kettle yeah. vodka. So he had booze yeah. to drink on the drive home. And then people would walk by and be like, hey, how come you're looking like faggot tonight? And he'd be like, what the, the fuck? The bartender is really not nice yeah. here. Anytime an old waitress would come back, he'd go, oh, you gain weight. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> oh, I'm like, hey, Huck, Huck, Huck. So good. Yeah, but she's so fat now, huh? I'm like, Huck, I can't. I mean, he would unabashedly check women out. It constant. Yeah. yeah. It was the best. Yeah, I remember it- his niece was here. <laughs> And uh, someone was like, oh, man, Huck, your niece, your niece is, is beautiful. And he didn't say a fucking word. He just stared at him for like two <laughs> minutes. I'm like, I've never seen him not say anything. You think you're making funny? And then just, so, oh, no, I was just kidding, man. Oh, so she's not attractive? Oh. I'm like, oh, fuck. How do you get out of this? Yeah, we had Ran is easy tell the story where he kidney. He kicked him. Kicked the him. Kidney, yeah. Right? Yeah. And he knocked Pulling a drink on his Crippled car. him. Yeah. Crippled. Yeah, that's right. It was great. But, the, like, I think me and Lucas both had, I feel like we both had very different paths 
to where we're at now. I, did you do it in New Orleans? Did you no. do stand up in New Orleans? And you were strictly, no, you're strictly a McDonald's man in yeah. New Orleans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. like we. Had, I feel like we had two very different paths. The, I feel the one thing that we have in common is that we both have a very good work ethic. We both work hard for what we have. We weren't given a lot by you, you life. You don't come you know? from money. It's true. And so we, we understand that if you want something, you you have to actually apply work. Yeah. And and and, it, and you're not going to get what you want exactly when you want it. Yeah. But, but it just makes you a better person. Sure. It makes you a better comic when you're you're trying stuff on stage that it may not ever be funny. I'm still doing stuff that it will never be funny on oh. stage, but it's just getting learning how to get a random thought out your head and just try to figure it out. And that's what a lot of got young guys, even on the open mic level, aren't really trying. There's some people who try, and you can see the people who are trying. This couple of door guys here are really good at trying new stuff. But the other guys don't have the work ethic. And yeah. I think that even though me Pearl's looking, got that Midwestern work ethic. Oh, though. yeah. And I, 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 I from a, I'm from the South where my grandfather bosses. Like, everyone in my family will not pay anyone to fix anything. It may take longer, but we'll fix it ourselves and do it God ourselves damn. just to learn. Oh, you're That's doing some yourself? Yeah. Off shit. Okay. So it's... But all those, that kind of attitude defines who you are as a person. It defines every aspect of your life where you, you're like, this, nothing will be easy. I will never have anything easy in my life. Getting a girl or just anything in my life. I like life, that that was at the top of the easy. list. That's always at the Success, top of the list. Success or like <laughs> any aspect. Yeah. Uh, how did if you didn't come from money? How did you get this fascination with this expensive clothing? That's um, how. That's because how you get it. I you can't afford shoes when you're a kid. I, I'm I, I get that, but that doesn't have anything to do with education. His new See, nickname, by the way, is taste. the philosopher. Man, this oh, guy is fucking spitting Socrates. Doctor Bustamante. Doctor Busta is. We have to have at least one episode of the Comedy Store podcast that's actually entertaining. You oh, son really? of a bitch. I'm calling well, this podcast out. This is slowly becoming be. had, the Comedy Store podcast hosted by Rick and Eleanor and the Comedy Store podcast hosted by me. Yes. It could be entertaining if it was a visual Dr. Bustamante. We, yeah. Dr. Bustamante. <laughs> the nickname's back. <laughs> he, I knew he liked it. <laughs> and I, I can't believe he would say this stuff about our podcast not being entertaining. We had no. Jade Ketapretta on last week. <laughs> but, I dare you to not be entertained. I mean, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? <laughs> the great thing about the store, though, it's one of my favorite things about that it. That we all shit on each that other. That we all shit and on then, each other. Is and, that, and it's true because then people get sensitive. Like t- Tony Hinchcliffe got upset. He said we were talking shit about him on the podcast. We weren't. Rick did an impression of him, but Jade was talking about how he would pick on her so hard. She she went home and thought of three things to say to him and one of them worked and she just reiterated it she didn't she wasn't saying this this and this about tony she was saying that's how she grew up here because that's how it is here well i and he talks a lot of shit about people too well okay i'm gonna go off on a josh rant like yeah i want you a lot of people here aren't tough where how dare you look at me like like tony i'll come across this fucking when i started tony was just finishing being a door guy Okay. Okay. So you know it's a different. I, I got promoted to seating the main room like just a few months in because Dan. Promoted it to is. Yeah. The main yeah. Room. I forgot. You get booth money, so that's yeah. a promotion. <laughs> exactly. And uh, and Dan Madonia because Dan Madonia had allegedly hit the one of the manager's cars. 
Allegedly. Oh, yeah. finger. Allegedly. And uh, so he got stripped of that. So Tony was training me, and the whole time he was berating me. Like, that's the, how it goes, man. And that's, that's how yeah. it goes. And, and it's he, like it was just like, you're not ready for this. You know, you're not good enough. And all, and this was, you know, <laughs> four hours. Yeah. And I saw how he did it. And he had this weird way where he would like, you know, if it was full, he would keep the the front and center booth empty and he'd sell it. Yeah. You know, because he'd make it look special, even though it was just like a regular yeah. seat. Of course. And uh, but for that shift, it's like, oh, I just have to sit there and, and take this <laughs> just for a shift, not even for, stage time. Right. You're right, talking about right, a shift. Right. And I never worked the main room again. I hated it. I was a lot oh. guy. I love oh the my. lot. How could you love the lot? The lot's fantastic. The you can so do hard. you can do, do a lot it. of drugs. Yeah, John Sheezer trained me. That's nice. That's to how know. you do it. And uh, pretty much easy as hell. He told he told me yeah, a couple that, drinks. Oh, best she, plan to get she, through a lot she, shift. Sheezer mushrooms. <laughs> can you imagine driving cars high as fuck? I remember the night he showed up here, and uh, I was like, "Oh, are you working?" He was like, "Yeah, I'm doing the lot." And I was like, "I watch you eat mushrooms, like." Five hours ago or something. Oh, no, that's fine. I'm not even feeling that. <laughs> so I mean, you you turned into a lot guy. Yeah. I, I took, uh, I got hired because Jimmy Pidd was fired. Wait. And oh, Tommy, yeah. Tommy asked me if I could park cars, and I said I could. And then he, well, he asked if I could drive stick, and I said I couldn't. He said, don't worry about it. Tell him you can. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I, I taught myself how, how to drive good stick Tommy in a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, I learned to drive stick. <laughs> I see. I never did. I was tired of getting like the same person to you know move a car. How many sticks come in? Not to say I mean, it like Cap, that, but... Cap had that Mustang. Oh, Mustang. Okay. Which I mean, I just wanted to drive that thing. Uh, and I, did you? Yeah, did I, you I taught myself gears, to or? to drive stick. Um, okay. On the cap, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I would have like three. Yeah, was done. No wonder why he doesn't come here anymore. He's like, Every time I leave my car, if I if I worked a lot five nights in a week, I'd probably have three stick shifts uh, over that week that I'd have to figure out. Yeah, and it was pretty much always getting. Uh, I'm trying to think of who I got to move them. I know Doc would move them. No, Doc Wait, couldn't move Doc them. Doc didn't He was the other one yeah. who couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, Doc can't Doc see. Doc didn't. Oh, my God. How about Renee? When Renee packs your car up, he puts your his head out the window like Dumb and Dumber. Yep. And he's turning That's his hilarious. head. I'm like, oh, my God. What are you doing? Like his head's going to hit something? I don't. Manzellan like out can't that window. look out the back window? I don't yeah. know what happened to him as a child. Well, my first time meeting Rick Ingram was parking his car. Because, <laughs> you know, Dean, his first shift he gave me was a Saturday night lot. And uh, I parked oh. Rick's car in Joe Rogan's spot. Is this the bullet in the side car? The, 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 Is that, did they have the, the bullet? O3, the Corolla? The 03 Corolla? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, with the Sirius satellite radio. You're goddamn right. I still have that same attachment in my new car. I, I judge a lot <laughs> of class pay, it up. A lot of paid regulars, like when you turn their car on, whatever, like first music station hits. Yeah. It's like says so much about them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Everyone teases me for mine. Yeah. Yeah. What are you listening to? Mostly rap. Yeah. I, it just gets you pumped That's up, or hilarious. or dance music, whatever. Something that gets you pumped up if I, I'm coming yeah. to a show. I used but to. It, the only time in my life I ever listened to hip hop was when I worked at Chili's in Torrance. Yeah. And I literally had to listen to it so that I could deal with the clientele I was surrounded by. That, that's so insane. So you worked at like a Chili, and Josh worked at a McDonald's. How? Where it was an hour outside. You worked one in Long Beach too, right? McDonald's uh, in Long I, Beach. I did work at. The- 
McDonald's Little Beach. Uh, in Lakewood, California. Lakewood. Uh, but I was living in Long Beach, so like when I first started, I ran. I would take a metro train from Long Beach all the way to L.A., get dropped off at uh, Hollywood Highland, mm-hmm. and then I would walk to the improv from there. Because I didn't realize you could, and then I realized you could just take the bus. So I took the bus, and then I, uh, then I realized I can just drive. I can just drive. (laughs) Yeah, there's always that option. And then, um, yeah. But you had a car when you moved here. Yes, it was his home. No, I know it was your home, and that to me is fascinating. People that live in their cars. I'm serious, and it's not. You're not the only one. There's probably a million people. Lots of them. That live in their car. Have, did you ever do it, Lucas? Never. That, you always that, lived at that party for, house. Yeah, exactly. You, also, you remember that. Yeah, he's exactly. also a much bigger guy than me. It would be way more difficult for Lucas. Yeah, dude, I'm no Way peasant. more comfortable. I'm no peasant. But I don't, I, like, I know women that do it, and I'm like, how do you do this? Well, women can do it because they can just sleep at any dude's house every night. <laughs> kind of. They're, I mean, I've heard of that hoe kind yeah. of thing, but that's, this. I know a few comics that lived in their car, female. Yeah. And I'm like, it used to break my heart. I'd be like, yeah, you can come stay with me. I have a roommate. Like, And this was when I was waiting tables. So yeah. I was like, how do women do that? So I don't, I mean, I, got, I bless you for that, that, how you hung in there. Did you park your car here? House. Uh, <laughs> Do you park your mobile home here? Uh, before I started working, no. I parked off of like Santa Monica Boulevard. Um, there was a street with no permanent parking, I found. So I would just park Those in there. Those are hard and to sl- find. And then I would just sleep in my car and then. I would wake up early just to get out before anyone's outside walking or right, right. live traffic either. Josh is the best. Part. Would you come here and shower and do all that shit? Uh, sometimes that gym too. membership. I oh, also I'm, you had a gym membership. But like I, when I first, before starting here, I I had a place to stay. I lived in Long. I lived in oh, this apartment in Long Beach. Yeah, because when I first met you, you were still working at McDonald's. I think. Because I remember being like, "Wait, you work? You actually work at McDonald's?" I just had yeah. I, I knew people in Kansas that worked at McDonald's. Like I, I started because I started the comic store right after the like right after the 40th anniversary. Okay. So I remember seeing, I remember g- getting a job here, but I didn't start till like the next week after that anniversary. How did you get told? Um. Oh yeah, do you guys get recommended? I I got a job because um I was just an open micer at the time and um. Polly sure wanted to do a video about talent. potluck. He wanted to do a p- video d- describe what potluck was, and so Dude, this is so gonna he was gonna huge, do he was bro. gonna film the Must open part YouTubes. of the open mic, but his camera guy got there late. <laughs> uh, got there at like ten o'clock, almost ten. Wow! And so the open mic was over. It was friends and family, and so they wanted to shoot this video. So uh, my good friend Amy Hawthorne. Uh, yeah. Gathered a couple uh, open micers that were hanging at the comic store that time. Cause I, I went to another mic. I didn't get up earlier. I went to another mic at a place called Red Rocks oh, yeah. down oh, yeah, the street, yeah, which was a great one. mic. And then I just came back to the store because I didn't have nothing to do. And uh, she's like, "Hey, Paul, Paulie wants to film something about uh, Pollock. Um, he needs a couple open micers. Go up. Do you go up already tonight?" I'm like, "No, I haven't." They're okay, cool. So it was like me and this other guy, like very tall. He was an Indian, like Native American Indian. Oh, okay. Um, oh, Omar? Real Indian. No, like. Wasn't he doesn't do. Dakota, co- was it? Yeah, it was Dakota. Oh, Dakota. Okay. Yeah, I remember, I remember that guy. Him? I gave him the. Yeah, I guess. That's I, I, Dakota tragically died like a few months ago. 
You're really? kidding me. No, I found out on, like, yeah. Go he was fun- doing actually- Go fund me is how I found out. Honestly. Charlie Hill would recommend, like, ask people to put him up. Oh, really? Yeah, because that's how I knew He him. was always a really nice guy. To me. Yeah, so, so nice. So it was me and him. We got up, and I... This was what maybe six months into doing stand up, maybe six months, and um, I had the better set of the two of us. Okay. And so, um, you can say that now so, that he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I had the better set because uh, so, uh, like, I remember uh, Tony Hinchcliffe was hosting Potluck that night. So that's how, and so, um, Paulie did this interview with me, and that's how I met Paulie. That's how I met Tony, and I met Sandy Danto. The three of them through that. And uh, Paulie got me a job, talked to Tommy, and got me a job here, We're, um, being a door guy here. And um, and I became friends with Paulie and also with Tony, which I work with you all the time do since then. You still Tony's podcast. Yeah. You guys have so a couple me, podcasts Yeah, together. so me and Tony work together now, and that's what, fucking six and a half years ago, probably? Wow. What, what about your relationship with Paulie? Is it still blossoming? Yeah, he's a good guy. You know, he he might be a little crazy sometimes, but he's everyone's crazy, and he's a, he's a nice guy. You see the people. It's who, such a he's you such see the a pe- different opinion than I would have. Is Paulie's no, always been you. cool to me too? He's taking me out. Like it, it is. You it's, guys are still on the road with him. I like yeah. how they're speaking of yeah. him. Yeah, I like this. But it, it's all, it's not <laughs> even if I wasn't going the road with him. He's. He he belie- he's one a, he's one of those guys who have well, believed now, in me and saw something before other people. Also, you I know, I and he wanted to help me. I think he's fallen enough that he treats no, people I decently. I truly think now. he has hit a different stage in his life, honestly, because the way he treats you guys, he is nicer to you guys. It is interesting. I had to work with him, so I had to work with him with his mom and. You know, it was just insanity, and we would fight like constant. But now he's older, and yeah, you know, he's, he's he's nice to me chill, now. Way but... more chill now. He's way, he's nice to me. He's giving me hugs. Yeah, that's it's very weird. uncomfortable. Yeah, he's giving me some advice that I'll, I'll and always share. I, I think cherish. that's working on himself seriously. But yeah. if you guys knew him, dude, he did. He he told back. me he wanted to uh, produce a special for me, and I was like, cool. And then he was like, dude, we'll do it at uh, what's that shitty comedy club in Burbank. Flappers. Oh, yeah, he's like, dude, we'll do it at Flappers. I'm like, Why would we do it at Flappers? Why would we do it here? You own the comedy store. No, dude, forget this place. Flappers. That's where you want to do it. And I'm like, all right. So let's say we film this comedy special at Flappers. What are we gonna do with it, dude? We sell it to YouTube. I'm like, what? What do you mean sell it? Like upload? <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about here? But that's the thing. There's there's always pe- people with a different at, like some people provide more advice to other people there's certain people yeah. like for me paula was important tony was important tommy was very important to my beginning you know oh. you know are you, are you no. looking at me Damn. and, Look at all and lucas okay well why uh, would we be important well, lucas no, but helped you because still coming up the competition no. that tommy put between you no, they're, wow. they're, they're, uh, but wow. you have to you have to appreciate the guys who believed in you because i was no one anyone should ever believe in one, one, I didn't believe in myself. One of the things I, I loved when myself. you got past was you tweeted something like, thank you to all the people who believed in me. And then Tony got on and he was like, uh, Josh, this is just for you. Not yeah. a lot of people believed in you. No, and, but like that. that's exactly dying. how I honestly felt. But I, I felt like it would be too much of a dick to just say, hey, <laughs> I, did this. I thank no one because I did this <laughs> on my own. Because that's how I truly felt. Yeah. But... 
I, I, I even <laughs> the truth comes out that much. Yeah, I feel like it's too much of a dick. And when he pulls it out, I'm like, oh fuck, I really fucked up. I should have. You should have gone with your gut. My initial right. feelings. Oh, uh, more he, people. I died when I read his comment. I love I'm like, that. Yeah. It's How just long like, have dude, you People didn't believe in you. Uh, we both got past early August, eighteenth. Yeah. Damn the date. That's Whoa, I love that. It's still fresh. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh no, that was my first spot. The, we got past the week before that. Yeah. Okay. 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 No, I love it. And you guys got past the same night, correct? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. who? How many people were on that showcase? It was a lot. Uh, I yeah, feel like, like they 15, do a 15, lot. 15 yeah. 20. But it's fifteen. It, you have a number, a large number, but the reality of the people who potentially could have got past was very small like five or six yeah there's like you, five right? or six that were honestly being right it's almost like you know consider it to because after because I, I, I showcased it, it was everyone who was working here for at least a year yeah was showcased i thought, oh, I I thought it was like was it a year or two, two years two years, two years. I, think, I think it was two or years. maybe but yeah. it, which was most of the employees there's very few employees that were yeah below that but they, you know at that time yeah so there but it you was guys awesome. knew you were showcasing. Yeah. Right. Okay. So and we also knew we were going up near the end. Oh, you both knew you were going yeah. up. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I didn't go up toward the end. I went up kind of in the middle, actually. You did? Yeah. Okay. Um, I knew I, w- I was last. Oh, you were the closer? Were the yeah. Last. Whoa, look at Damn. you. So, like, I saw that, like, cheerleading section, you know? And it was all door, guy- door people, or, or employees, rather, not, like, other random Right, no, right. Door guy. Yeah, right. it was the door guy showcase. Right, okay. and it was like that room was packed. I love. I mean, that's what I love about showcases is how packed. Yes, everybody gets, and you just feel that. Yeah, I everybody mean, like uses paid regulars. Their ringer yeah, yeah. Like I never talked to Dalia in years until he's like after my set. He's like, "You did great," and that. That's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, no one told me I did great after my set. Gosh, this is what I'm talking about. People did not support no you. This is bullshit. You did, did this great. on your own. This is just like schooling. I you disagree. did it all. On but your what? Own. What? I you're lo- a liar. What, what? I told you you did good because I saw you. Oh shit! You're talking your Philly. No trash. bullshit. I okay. talking your you. Philly garbage. Okay. You piece of shit. And I said they're gonna pass this the, motherfucker. The, the greatest aren't thing you? about getting passed was I remember that Tuesday after the Tuesday that we got we heard. The, mm-hmm. So the showcase was on Monday. That Tuesday we found out earlier in that day that we got passed, and um. I remember coming here, and I remember every single uh, paid regular that didn't say congrats to me. Like I still remember every single person I saw. That's why. I, that's where me. this. And now I'm like, oh, vengeance comes from. I will. I'll remember, like, because I'll, I'll remember every fucking paid regular. Who gives a shit? No, You're but so funny. I remember all, like, I remember as a door guy. I remember the paid right? re- I remember Love the paid that. regulars Belichick? who treated me like shit. Like Leslie Jones treated me like shit every fucking a time I was at the OR. She treated. Caparulo treated me like shit. There's guys who treated me <laughs> Did like I shit. I treat you like and shit. And I remember, probably. But <laughs> it was a very. I remember that. Probably, I though. remember those people, and now I'm like, oh, now. How did they? I always remember. How did they treat you like shit? Like they just treated you like you were nothing. Yeah, they treated yeah. me like nothing. That drove and me I'm crazy. Just like, did and especially Leslie hit you with her sweat towel. No, Leslie just fucking would oh. act like you're a fucking treat you. Talked down you, and which but I she's was nothing. Six, five. But also, five, and then eight. she would just run the light, and when you say you're just being a door guy, like, hey, you did 22 minutes, yeah, and I let you at 12. 
Because at that the spot she was getting, Tommy wasn't in the cover booth. I was working the cover booth. Wow. Oh, so like, you, would, said, you oh. would tell her she ran the line? I'm like, hey, you did 22 oh, that's minutes. that's why nobody likes And it. then she's okay. like, oh, story fucking going off. I'm like, what the fuck? Also, I, got, I can't trust anyone who's best friends with Eric Marino. <laughs> Are you guys not friends? <laughs> no. Eric Marino? Sometimes or? I get confused about who it is you do and don't like. I don't like a lot of people. I'm going to go with everybody. Yeah. And like, so he likes, maybe Lucas Hurl he is likes the only one likes. Tony. He likes you. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, you yeah. don't have any anger like this. No, you? no. You're a very nice. I'm still uh, you know, Bobby Lee pissed me. <gasps> I, Bobby's yes. the only guy I've never really been close. And I wish I was because I, I think the fact that we both coexisted here for as long as we have should make, you know, some people you've just known long enough. Yeah. It's like. Wait, so Bobby's we, just not nice to you? I mean, I don't okay. like I don't like that you have to play Bobby's game to to to, you know, play with it to to be cool. Exist with in his world. Yeah. Oh. You got to do this like improv like I know. You know what I mean? Like he kind of I don't know. I didn't play with his with his years. insecure yeah, she, ego. So I, w- I was working. The we lot. reconciled Bobby and Eleanor on the podcast. Okay, you did. Yeah. See, and I I think I could easily reconcile with them. It's just right, we'll years ago it. when I started, I was working the lot, and Moses, who was hired a month after me from La Jolla, was working the back door, and we just had the balls to say hi to Bobby as he's coming in the club. <laughs> And Bobby turned around and he said to both of us, he said, I don't mean to be a dick, but I don't talk to a door guy until he's been here a year. (gasps) And then he turned around and kept going. And then Moses, pretty cleverly, said, I was in La Jolla for four. (laughs) And Bobby came back and turned around. He's like, looked at us both. And he said, you come here, you start fresh. Oh, he left. started from La Jolla. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Right. He's like, look, I will give you any reason to not talk to you guys. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's terrible. So I mean, I, that really stuck with me. Of and that now that I've been here a bit, it's like, oh, I get it. You know, it. I don't like to talk to people until they've been here a year. Exactly. That is Danny, a thing here. I think Danny, the sound guy, is the same thing. Like I'm not learning a door guy's name until he's been here a year. Otherwise, Harris Pete used to say. Everybody used to say it. Same with the waitresses. They wouldn't yeah. even make eye contact with us unless they wanted to sleep with them. Yeah, I was going to say. Was obviously, there was incentives. <laughs> hey, how long you? What's your be name? Here? No, just the first. <laughs> I don't want to know the whole name. What's your address? And then, for me, like, not for really door guys. It's just in general for comics. I don't, I I personally don't like wasting my time talking to people that I don't see any potential in. There's no value. Like, there's Whoa. no value. I'm, I've, it's a waste of my energy to talk to someone that doesn't have real potential. That at, at this moment of their career, they, they have, you see no growth. So you they see, can't help so, you. So, so, not help me. It's just like. They, He's learning they, from the they're, best. They're not helping. The Tony way. They're not Are helping. You a Palmer? No, it's not helping me. It's the, they're not helping comedy. They, they oh, don't, they don't put mean. in the work to help comedy. And I care because if if I surround my people, who, wow. myself around people. <laughs> You're who, waking up Tommy. If I care, if I surround myself with people who care about stand-up and want to do, want comedy be great. Because it, if you make comedy great, it doesn't just help you. It helps everyone I agree. who still do who does comedy. I don't like by this. keeping <laughs> it going, keeping it an art form that people still want to go to no. and see live. Rick doesn't know? like the positivity. I don't like this, Why? Don't like this camaraderie. I think that it needs to be just... everyone for themselves. Uh, we were talking what uh, probably really two months ago though. about. Uh, I think it was me and Eleanor and Rogan. And Steve-O, I believe, were oh, standing yeah, yeah. in the back. Right. And we were talking about, uh, you know, just how great lineups are here. And 
uh, we're talking about how Rogan Rogan realizes that there's enough for everybody. Yes. And so Rogan's not trying to really big time anyone. When he brings like he brings me up on stage a lot, and he always gives me a great introduction. It's not like some bullshit thing. Where he's like, "Oh, you've seen this guy on this or whatever." It's always just like this dude's super funny. I've known him a long time. Something easy, simple, but it seems genuine. And so the crowd just accepts it because they loved him. Whereas Marin does the opposite. He just does everything he can to just belittle me in any way or anyone. Oh, boy. Buckle your seatbelts because this guy's <laughs> going to come and talk to all of you. You're just like, God damn it. But does, did you think Marin does that because that's how he came up? Like people would shit on each no, other? No, he's just a shitty person. <laughs> he's like, he, treat, he has always been known to treat people like shit. He has always been known to treat people like shit. Okay? He's like I've, I've always said hello to him he and he's always cranky. weird. He's just, he's, that's just who he is. Yeah. He even comes off like that on his own podcast that he's a shitty person. He spends most he's of his... He's po- been cool to me. He spends most of, most, of his episodes, <laughs> most of his episodes of his podcast is him apologizing to someone that he fucking was a dick to. Because you he know? was an addict. Because he was an alcoholic. He, I mean, he was a mess. He it's was, bullshit excuses, that's not okay? Bullshit. Dude, when you bullshit party excuses. that Josh is, okay. Josh is rocking the jerk-off when, side Do you party? Hard. Wait, okay. hold on. Do you party? Because you don't... Do you no. know what blackout you, means? But you should know... You No. You, yes. you, I bet you love Sam First of all. I, I, drink. I bet your favorite comic is Sam Kennison. No. Okay, you don't like Sam Kennison at all. Mm, he was the okay. biggest dick on the planet. You know what? Because he was a I'm drunk. the biggest dick. And I'm not a Oh, a that's fucking why party. you don't like Mark, yeah. because you don't no, like your own kind. No, yeah. it's not that. Oh, it, it's God. not I'm that sorry. at all. They you both just... describe themselves as cranky on yeah. the podcast. Because yeah, <laughs> I said people. something about Marin being better. He's no, like, I'm he's... not even bitter anymore. I'm just cranky. Yeah, but... He, You're too young he, to be bitter, by the way. Too... That's he not doesn't... true. He treated right. people. I showed up at 21. I, I'm, fuck. I'm an angry guy, but I know how to treat people with respect. I know how to treat people kind. Well, yeah. And know how to t- here's be the difference. Nice. And he didn't. He and might he's have, used, though, he may be using. He might have back then. He's like 50 something. No, but he so uses fucking back, alcohol famous. as an excuse for why he did everything. Not Go just fuck alcohol. yourself. Yeah. Not okay? just alcohol. It's a lot of blow. Alcohol, drugs, whatever. A lot of blow. You, you know, but. You you're not buying. I agree, I, but I'm saying it's like, a bullshit excuse that people would use. You're responsible for your own actions. Stop blaming everything else. That's you, what, you're responsible for the blow you did. You're responsible for I what you, how you, you treated people. I, you're I, making excuses. I will never you use let that. Pearl as a talks. He's about no, I was gonna to say. I know Josh. Destroy will, your theory. Josh has no respect for people with no self control. Like he, I, I he he'll zero in on people. a weakness. Got As a bartender, like, I can imagine that's especially annoying. <laughs> like I, I hate, like I hate AA meetings because I'm like, oh, you are. They all... don't come to your bar <laughs> no. anymore. I hate them Finance. because I'm like, oh, all of you are weak people oh that my you God. can't, yep. you can't control. Yep. Now we're talking. What you drink. I'm back on board. You can't yep. control yourself. You're that level weak. Be you strong. should not be alive. Yeah, we you should, should not be alive. Send them to an I island. Like that. Move them all to island so we don't have to deal with these. My wife and I used to talk about the island. So I want to segregate. Is, I like you a used lot to smoke, of you used to smoke weed a lot. That's yeah, a you different used to, kind of drug. But no, but you used to smoke a lot of weed yep. and you used to drink yep. until you got diabetes. Yep. And you so, but you were strong enough to control. Like, hey, I got to cut this out, and you was able to do it because you were strong enough. And more importantly, I've never apologized to anyone for the horrible things I did when I was fucked up. Because you knew what you did. I was well aware. You're aware of what you did, you know? My my being a bad person is what makes me a good person. Oh, 
Okay. But I like you, that. That's you, a great I saying. I don't like weak my people. Face. I don't like people who don't oh, have I, self-control. I get wasted all the time. You're one of and, my but favorite I am bowlers, aware of what I say. Last night, like last night, I was you uh, were pretty. Drunk. I was sh- I was drunk last night, and oh, I spent shit. a big chunk of my night l- last night here shitting on the Chris Rock's new special. Thank God, <gasps> and I'm aware. <laughs> I'm Is aware. it because he repeats his punchlines <laughs> over and over again? Well, there's a couple issues with it. <laughs> but, oh, please, I gotta hear this. I, I want Lucas to talk, I, but I gotta I was talking hear shit that. about the new special as well, and then a lot of people got really upset about it. So many people responded to a tweet I made that I eventually just deleted the tweet so I didn't keep getting my phone How blown up. How bad was it? It's just, it, it's it's not good. A lot of it's really hacky. It's very hacky. And, uh, uh, especially the first half is very, very yeah. hacky. Very hacky, and you could tell he didn't write any of the fucking jokes. That he had writers write all these fucking jokes. And I know one of his writers, and I... I'm not gonna say names. God I'm damn not it! Names. I know. We're not gonna. Um, but I know back one of his writers, and it's lo- Tony. <laughs> there's, there's, Tony some, there's some jokes. <laughs> there's some jokes I could hear in this guy's voice. Right. And he's a shitty uh, comic who hated Tommy because Tommy wouldn't give him spots. You know. That's that's. Uh, and I could hear it in his accurate. voice. Accurate. I'm gonna say that that's accurate. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think usually the opposite way. One of my the things I've always hated about watching young beginner comedians uh is i would watch someone's act and i'd be like i know who they think they are right now like they are trying to be bill burr right now they're not trying to be themselves yeah and i i know because when i started when i started i did impressions and it was awful and then i started trying to write jokes and it didn't go great it was okay like when i was on the road with paulie it was fine but I would never tell any of those jokes ever again. And then it occurred to me after another couple of years, like I was basically writing jokes in Sebastian's cadence because he was wow. my favorite comedian. And that's who I was watching. And I'm like, yeah, this guy's angry like me. Who do you uh, do jokes like, Lucas? Um, that, I mean, I honestly don't know. Because for me, I know there's moments where I would tell jokes in a very Ari Shafir way. Oh, my there's God. A part, there's a part where I so told jokes in a Gerard Carmichael way because I remember wa- I would Those watch them while seeing the OR I would watch them two a lot yeah. at the time and so I w- would catch myself having this that's why I stopped of, watching comedy kind of hybrid of Ari and Gerard dude Carmichael, now, now that you say that you kind two. of look like a <laughs> hybrid of <laughs> Ari and Gerard <laughs> No, just, it's I I can't watch comedy. Like I love Bill Burr, but if I watch Bill Burr, me then, too. Uh, yeah, especially I if I still have to go up that night, I can't. I'll, like I'll start ranting about something on stage, and I'm like, what am I doing? I'm doing this Bill. isn't my comedy. This is yeah. not what I do. Yeah, that's why I. You anybody that you looked up to? Uh, oh, like they that? looked up to. I mean, that you I mean, like. I, um, not mimic, yeah, because mimic, I would, when I first I mean, style, not I, even. I, I I love Mitch Hedberg, and I saw okay. I saw Hedberg that era. I saw Hedberg it's like six weeks before he died. Yeah. In in <laughs> Iowa. I was in college and I my brothers and I went and What year was that? It would have been I wanna know if he was still eating two, the pills I gave him in two, Miami. You, it, what you uh two thousand five. So It was the same as Freddie, I think, that same year. Yeah. So he, it was probably it was, the year well, before what you did. Mitch what, Mitch Hedberg died. was an unbelievable comedian. I I remember watching uh, Mitch Hedberg's special and being like, oh, that dude's funny. And then over the next year and a half, growing to hate him with such a passion. Why? Because every 
shitty open micer on oh, Earth I see what you mean. was yes. trying to be Mitch Hedberg. Becoming him. But so it was just like, you're not him. I, it drove me fucking crazy. A lot of comics do that. What I loved about him, though, is that he... And and I, I get that. Like I he knew, was great. He yeah, was great. But, and, and he was it, the master at him. Yes. And but he also showed me that you don't have to be comfortable to be on stage. That's right. And he would never look at the crowd. He wore those goddamn shaded <laughs> yep. aviators. And but if you were a great joke writer, yeah, you could do it. You could do it. We had his uh, his widow on uh, episode, yeah. a disaster Shawn episode. Crawl. Yeah, Lynn. Uh, with uh, when we had her. when we let uh, Stanhope take over the insanity uh-huh. of there was like two weeks where we did these insane podcasts yeah, they were I all here this. for Ari's storytelling show so we had Rogan Stanhope oh, Sec- second one, yeah second one I didn't even show up for because <laughs> the first the one the night before was so insane he was Stanhope so, so wasted and he had like 45 people in the room with yes. him <laughs> and at one point he brought on Hedberg's widow was there and he brought her in and she was wasted and she just kept dropping end bombs. Oh I was my like, god, it was brilliant. We had to cut it out. It was so bad. <laughs> I just kept looking around like, oh, Mitch never said that, but, <laughs> but he did it. say. It was like, but oh god. When when I when I saw Mitch, it, he was on tour with Stephen Lynch, and Stephen couldn't make that gig in Iowa for whatever reason. So they had their op- so their host opened, and their host was Al Madrigal. Oh nice! So I, oh so, yeah, that's right. They were on the tour bus. Yeah, yeah. Al came down for a couple minutes on that podcast. And yeah. I, and I oh he did, mm-hmm. and I didn't. Like, think I was that like he was a Mexican from San Francisco, and that's oh, what he, he talked was about. Oh, but he's pretty new. Yeah. yeah, he was very new. He was very new. And so when I saw him years later, when I started working here, and I think he's one of the you know great ones. He's great, yeah. And uh, it made me realize that like, unlike Josh, be nice to everybody because you don't know wh- who's going to be. You never where. know who's going to go you where. You never know. That's right. Yeah. And th- look, I have when now Sebastian- learned that lesson still to this day look at sebastian how many people were mean to sebastian when he got he got booed in the main room i don't remember that oh my god when i showed up he was already crushing that was for his sandy when he graduated from sandy seashore's class i remember watching a video of him doing the the week i had today to just silence (laughs) like was he copying dice i always heard Oh, it, they call it like dice light. Dice, I, I hate to yeah, say that, but it, it they was, call me Andrew Dice his, Seinfeld. It, that was his influence <laughs> was Dice and Seinfeld. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, you can feel he didn't want to be dirty, and then Dice did take him on the road, and he did yeah. like Dice's, you know, whatever cadence. Yeah. And so now, but I feel like he did find himself. He's yeah. definitely, definitely influenced. I'm hugely influenced by Judy Gold. You guys probably don't even know who that yeah, is. Judy She's Gold. my favorite. And I would watch her in the OR when I didn't want to be a comic. But then when I started writing and bec- doing stand-up, I was that's who I would think of when I would go on stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though I've watched every single great comic there is, I feel like, <laughs> yeah, for 12 years. And that's hard. That's why I don't watch. Because I would write a joke and I'd be like, oh, my God, that's not my joke. That's, you know, John Caponera's joke from uh, 97. What are you doing? Do you guys always listen to like stand up even as like in high school or no, whatnot? Yeah. Or? I start I started listening to well when I was young, really young. Like my parents showed me Steve Martin stand up, or we listened to a Steve Martin oh, album. I, I, we did listen to that. Um, and then I remember, that. I remember watching George Carlin specials on VHS and uh, Richard Pryor specials, and just not getting any of it because I was fucking ten or whatever. Yeah. But the first comedy special that ever made me be like, I want to be a comedian was Chris Rock's Bring the Pain. Yeah. And that's part of why it's so tough for me to watch it now and just be disappointed because it's like that 
his first special was so good. Don't you think that's where he's at now? Like he's he's he tried to make it personal because I did watch Tambor. He tried to make it personal when he was talking about his wife and what he yeah, going through and it, bullshit like yeah. that. I, I I don't know. I think that's just where he's at in his life. It could be, I and mean, it could be you know. But where don't, I'm yeah, at. And but I, like I, that special yeah. made you want to bring the do pain. Stand was up? phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. That's what was the, yours? Like my, I, my first album I've ever listened to, and I, it did not make me want to do stand-up. I okay. never thought, I just enjoyed stand-up. I remember buying Todd Barry's first album, which wow. was my That's first, amazing. I love my him. first uh, stand-up album. And then I, uh, after that was Dave Attell. Dude, how old Attell, were you? Attell's been, Attell's this was in college. Yeah, so I, was a, I was a sophomore in college, maybe a freshman in college. Dave so, Attell was the first comic I saw here go up four nights in a row and not tell any of the same jokes. Yeah. And I Amazing. was like, this dude is fucking so I remember Attell and Dave, uh, Todd Barry were the first two comics that I really listened to because I never I, I never listened to, because I was in a very sheltered, very religious household growing Whoa, up in high school. Really? So because of that, I didn't really experience life. What's your relationship yeah, with Christ reli- like now? What religion? You know, is Catholic? Christ in it? No. Were you... Uh, Wait, what's are you Mormon? What are no, you? No, it was, a, it was a Assembly of God, like Pentecostal oh, praying in tongues. Well, that's fucked up shit. That praying so, in tongues? Yeah, dude, that's what happened. Uh, there you go. And the feigning and all that stuff. But get like, get the fuck out of here. Let's that so, explains yeah. the so, anger. So, yeah. so um, because I I never really had any kind of form of art besides like Christian rock or Christian music. Or stuff what like Christian well, bands were like, so there was a lot of there's a lot of music I never heard. Well, that's like Chris Rock's whole thing now. He basically follows minister, repeat the important part to really drive it home. Uh, But he always did that. Always. It drove me crazy when he did it in the OR. It was something I got used to. Steve Simone always said, the one thing I learned from going on the road with Paulie and Ingram uh, was I had to share a room with Ingram, and he managed to ruin all my favorite comedians. <laughs> yeah, he told me that last week. Steve Simone? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, look, Chris, my first ex-fiance used to represent Chris, and I was a waitress here. So when Chris was doing Bring the Pain, we would go on the road with him. Like, I saw him in Jersey do it. I saw him here do it a lot. Vegas, all over the place. I watched that special grow. Yeah. And that was phenomenal. But it was also 20 years? 93. Yeah. But he, to me, to, it's because the first ish. album I ever bought was I was like thirteen or fourteen, and I bought two CDs. It was Sugar Ray's fourteen fifty nine and Chris Rock's Bigger and Blacker. Ooh, Bigger and Blacker was good and, too. Yeah, and it was in the middle of Iowa, and, and my mom wasn't happy, but yeah, you know, it's my allowance. And <laughs> tell me about <laughs> tell me about that Sugar Ray album. That sounded <laughs> so white. Dude. It was my allowance. Yeah, Whoa. <laughs> the question is, which album was were, was your mom upset that you yeah. got? Was it the Chris uh, Rocco or was it the Sugar Ray? I'm yeah. not shitting on his mom because I like his mom. She's one of my favorite people. Oh, yeah. what, you, what, you. what you want. She loves you. <laughs> but um, his mom was also the gayest music ever. So. Yeah, no, well, see, Adam Egan and I, we, you can tell we're both children of divorced parents because we listen oh, to the same, gay. like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. Because uh, we listen to, like, my, I grew up with Kenny G and Michael Bolton. Oh, my God. I'm Dance. so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's who your mom listened to? Uh, that's she, all she, she listened to. She was really that's taking dope. that divorce hard. Yeah. Like, her. <laughs> my, my dad listened to, like, Phil Collins. Yeah. So between oh, the houses, man. you know. So no matter what, it was I, always I'm, on. I, I'm learning about good music now. 
Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, my mom, when she got divorced, she was listening to The Right Said Fred. She was in it. She was Fuck just like, yeah. doom, 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 too doom, sexy for my that was like, like, song. She was playing in that divorce <laughs> years ago. Hey. Like, but, like, with my background, like, I, there's a lot of bands, like, like I never, like, I passed for maybe six months. I truly started listening to, like, The Rolling Stones. Yeah. No. So there's all these artists that I'm wow. going back and listening to as an adult, which is not that bad of an issue because now i'm you have new music i'm, I'm, I'm smart enough Enjoying it. i'm smart enough to know why this music is great right yeah and when you're in your 20s like in your 20s you're listening to stuff from the 70s like oh this is fucking old music blah blah no one see i was into it this, yeah. you know? I, I, I was so straight edge in high school but like i was always depressed and angry so i i loved grunge music and that's what i listened to like pearl jam nirvana and then when i got into my 20s and i was in college and out here i was really stoned most of the time and i got super into classic rock and so i was like i loved all that shit I zeppelin rock. uh i love old rolling stones the anything past like 1980 rolling stones is fucking garbage but <laughs> that's just I, me I, well, as soon as they started looking like grandmas that, i was out i have friends that like the rolling stones better than the beatles yeah, that's hands down. Marin's one of them. Yeah. But, uh, oh, is he? I don't know. Good oh, girls. He loves the Stones. <laughs> good <laughs> girls like the Beatles. Bad girls like the Stones and Led Zeppelin. I like both. Fucked does all that their make girlfriends. Me a good bad girl. Yeah, I think it oh, does. Okay. It I'm must. Excited about. It. I mean, Jimmy Page had a 14 year old girlfriend, right? Wait a minute. Well, did we he say Jimmy Page? Page. Or Jimmy Page. <laughs> Hey, that there's a no, but that there's a forty-eight hey, year old Pitt, girl. How are you? Yeah, Jimmy likes older girls. Jimmy, is Pitt. it true Jimmy would leave his post if he didn't get up on Pablo? <laughs> <laughs> that, that I don't know. I gotta be honest. That's the thing that right now is missing. Right now, we only have Feng Chao as a character yeah. of a, a door guy. Like uh, there was no characters like Jimmy Pid. I mean, Mac Lindsay. Hey. The, the things they would do. Don you, you know the crazy. So I, I hit him the with clock. the bong. <laughs> if you want. I hit him with the bong and they fired me. Hey, you, you broke glass on someone's head? Well, you was choking me. Huh? It's the comedy store. You go out and you start choking someone and they hit you with a bong, they get fired. Makes sense. Hey, ain't nothing to worry about. Ain't never going to L.A. ever again. No, boy. I mean, yeah, I feel like you guys, I mean, you don't work the door anymore at all, either one of no. them. You guys are just right? bartenders, just right? Bartenders. Yeah. So that's like a move up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's got to be competitive back there. Cause right now, you first of all, when you guys started, was it busy here? Um, no, not at all. There'd be like one or two bartenders a night. Yeah, I, like I walk back there some nights, and there's like four people working. I'm like, what the what fuck? the fuck? What? How do they fit back there? Yeah. Like, what are yeah. they doing? No, it's, it's it's busy as hell. I mean, like it's thirty waitresses or some shit. I remember like probably Rogan came midway through my comedy store. You know, came Come, back. Right. And so the difference really between like when Joey Diaz and J and Joe and whatnot came came hanging around again, it's it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's and, crazy. It's nice them day, and yeah. Egit started talent coordinating and right. It, he the he did not move up left. the employees yeah, it all quite as once. quickly, but he did start bringing in celebrities with name recognition. Right. And now when I go up at one a.m., there's an audience. Like I plan Isn't that, that one a.m. set. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's great. This, 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 the I, used, other night it was I used to packed. have I used to have like ten fifteen sets and there would be like twelve people there. And yeah, I'd be like woo, big night at the comedy store. <laughs> I mean, mob. the way I got in and I got hired four months after hanging out here, but I hung out here six nights a week 
till 2 a.m. watching the show. Because it amazed me that you could come to a club and sit in the back and just watch, and they wouldn't bother you. Yeah. Yeah, if you said, I'm a comic. If you said you're a comic, there's a section for you, and you could watch yeah. the show, and, and I just stayed out of everybody's way. You were so and, quiet when you first came. Right, in. right. And I didn't, like, go the back and try to, like, you know... Eric Oligny, everyone. And then I did, did I say I, his name? And I, and I didn't drink. I didn't, like... Mostly because I was too cheap, Why do you but you pick know, him every single time. Well, uh, he's an example of someone. No, I get what you're saying because Dude, he's, you just he's appeared. one of our four listeners. Come on, yeah. But you just appeared. I didn't know you. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and and but you know people have this perception of like, oh, I want to come to the store and I want to ha- like the whole idea you have to hang in a club is stupid. But they come on a Friday and Saturday when everybody else is here. It's like you want to be seen. Hang out at Wednesday at two a.m. Yeah, you'll be re- on, on that's Tommy's when you'll be recognized. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you'll be recognized. Yeah, that's when Tommy's gonna say, well, "What are you doing here?" Okay, uh, <laughs> you're not a part of this yet. Wait a you're minute. Like, but you, you told me two weeks ago that I needed to start hanging out if I want to be a part of it. He would say that to people. He would tell people to hang out, and yeah. I used to get pissed oh, yeah. at that. I was like, "Tommy, what are you doing? Oh, like, that's hilarious. we don't need more people hanging out." Uh, gotta- uh, <laughs> but but the, there was a difference between that and now. Like now, uh, then it was like you hang out, but you people knew where they didn't belong. You didn't. I never would go back in the back where people no. were paying us for because I'm like, this is not where I belong. This yeah. I'll yeah. hang out in the front patio or inside the showroom in the back watching the show. Yeah, but like, you, I, I, I knew where I stand in the comedy community. And I was honest with myself and knew, like, hey, I'm nobody. You're aware. The and f- you I'm hate aware of, unaware I'm people. aware of who the fuck I am and I, that I'm nobody. I used to like when they <laughs> opened know? that VIP bar that I could go sit back there and usually you were working. Okay. And I could just sit there and watch whatever was on TV or a movie or whatever. Or wait. To go the, on. Yeah, yeah. It just it was a place to go where I didn't Not have to talk annoyed. to people I didn't know. Yeah, and then the next thing you know, it's like, I, and I understand they did it because there was four people back there all night, mm-hmm. and they wanted people be back there if they're paying a bartender. But then I could go back there, and that fucking annoying chubby dude from Philly would be back there. I always forget his name. Philly's always annoying. Hey, D- shut your face, man! He got he has a beard. He's ju- trying to jump into every man. conversation. Yeah. I know that's who you're talking about. I, yeah, I do. And but so, then, it, like, someone would say something, and he's like one of those one-upper people. He'd be like, yeah. oh, yeah, well, this one time, we're like, listen, open mic, no one gives a fuck about uh, your story. That's and 100% the, 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 not cool. And that's what's weird now is now, like, you would see people, when I first started here, you would see people hang out here, but you would also see them at open mics. And now mm-hmm. there's a yes. lot of guys you see yes. who claim to be comics, and yet I like that never guy, that guy from Philly. I've never seen him on stage. Well, he's pretty big in the Central Atlantic <laughs> region. But like, there, there, there's something like the friends I made were most of my friends, including Lucas, or have been doing this way longer than me. Okay, how long All, have you been doing stand up? I'm at six and a half years. I'm at eight. Oh wow! So, but all most of my friends are around like eight. Like yeah. Jeremiah, Sandra, like all the friends I made in the open mic were. I love at Sandra. minimum, at minimum a year and a half ahead of me. You know, mm-hmm. but but I think that's the what I liked about starting stand up late because I started it when I was 26. Oh my god! So I was I was kind of mature <laughs> enough, so I connected to the people. Fucking geezer over here, Eleanor. You can't believe that he started when he was twenty six. <laughs> Fuck you! I was old. For saying I was that, an old by man. The way. I started when I was nineteen, yeah. and I am on top of the comedy game now. I started when I was thirty five. 
How fucking bad is that? Yeah, now you're 75. I know. Isn't God that great? Do I look it. amazing? You look fantastic. No, you look hard. Why don't you look at me, you piece yeah. of shit? Just Why look her in the eyes when you insult her, for God's at least sake. Look at me I can see the reflection of you and Rick's greasy forehead. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Don't you Whitney coming me. <laughs> she needs powder! Is it... So bad. He would say that? Yeah. No, he wouldn't. Yeah. Really? Because she was shiny, but really. <laughs> She's always shiny. He would say all kinds it's of stuff. It's not to her man. face, would he? No, no, of no, course not. No, just to us. He would yeah. say it to me as I stood there like trying to convince him. You've never witnessed him, him his... saying anything horrible about people. Not horrible, but, you know, like, but just Ke- ridiculous. Like... Kevin Lee Light told me, and I'll never. Rest in peace. Yeah. R.I.P. He, he told me this in the last year. He said, You have oily skin. He said, It's a great thing. That's a weird. <laughs> <laughs> was that a blessing of some kind? Yeah, hey, was it, he hitting that, on you? That, he was definitely hitting. Now we know that he was definitely hitting yeah. on you because we did not know he was gay. No, you we didn't. Know I never knew he was gay know? until he used yeah. to wear rainbow. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't know he was gay. I, yeah, I and didn't give dudes back massages all the time. What yeah, straight guy does they that? Were great. And he would Dude, whistle you can at me. Pierce, you can piece together the pieces now, Rick. But did I you know? Wait a then I did not know. I knew about. I knew about four. I knew about four years ago. It was when I found I out never he was And you didn't tell anybody. I didn't. I just thought everyone knew. I didn't. Like no one. Came I, did, up to I didn't know. Like, I didn't know. Bo- Here's how I, well, I was when I came here. I didn't know Boone was gay. Yes, Jesus a year is gay. In. You wait you a didn't? minute. Hold, hold, no. hold the phone. I didn't know Boone was gay. Boone okay, so wears maybe, a fucking sign. Maybe, how did you not yeah, know? It's possible that you just don't I, read the signs. My gaydar is still developing. Gaydar. <laughs> He he walks up and let me suck your dick. Yeah. That's a indication. But he's right from there. Iowa. He I, I, thought I, I, he was just being I nice. Have, yeah. And this is how you, you know you got a bathtub at your house. And, and people want to say the comic store is much better now. And you you can this is how you can tell the comic store is not that much better because we keep <laughs> garbage. The comic don't, store don't loves you, to keep the garbage. That don't is you dare. Boon shakalaka. Boon shakalaka. The garbage that is. Is a masterpiece. All right. Okay. The, the other night, one of the managers here. And guys that was like, definitely homeless, on, crazy people who don't do stand up. And you allow these people, and they're like, oh, they're part of the store. And like, no, they're not. Dude, one of the managers. No, they are. If, if, if we want Dave Chappelle to hang here, we have to have the other extreme, which yep. is Boone. I mean, it's. No, the other how the world works. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. What Wait, I want, what what I want to is say? to drink at a bar where a homeless guy. Is trying to sell me a shirt or give me a shirt if I let him suck my dick. Yep, that's what that's I a want at a bar. Or, you, or, or if you have three dollars. <laughs> he uh, so the other night one of the managers was like, "Hey, uh, can I ask you a question?" I'm like, "Oh shit, what did I say?" <laughs> he goes, "So uh, are you friends with uh, with Big Rod?" And I was like, "I mean, which one's Big Rod?" Big Rod, he's the, 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 he's the guy who used to sit dude. in the back of the OR in the bucket seat, and, and then asleep. and then he would fall asleep and start <gasps> snoring oh, yeah. during people's sets. Yeah, okay. but this is a time when there would be no one in the so OR. So you could hear him snoring. So you could hear him snoring, and you spend your entire you would talk to the two people in the audience yep. about the guy snoring his set, and then he wouldn't wake up, and then he started. Go- he also would go to Salad Ranch and fall asleep on the <gasps> chair at Salad Ranch. Yeah. And he no took over L.A. Derealist spot <laughs> sleeping in the What did OR. the manager say? Was so he, he wanted to know. He just he said that he didn't know why he was here. He <laughs> goes, I, I just don't get it. He's like, we have people who aren't comics like Pete C who come here 
and they're friendly with everyone and they buy drinks and they hang out and they never steal a seat in any of the showrooms. Yeah. And no one has a problem really with them being good here. With yeah. He's like then there's guys like him, Rod, who he tries to sneak food out of the kitchen. Yeah, he'll go to the kitchen. Up. The kitchen guy will give him food. The kitchen people will give him food. Yeah. Doesn't pay for anything. Doesn't, doesn't, pay doesn't buy for drinks. Doesn't buy any drinks. Just like is in the way, the, the, blocking hallways. I'm not going to say the name, but there's a certain person who comes here. He at least buys beer. And he comes here because he sells Coke to people. Okay. Yeah. okay. That was weird the way you is said that. Is he fat yes. or fast? <laughs> <laughs> He's not actually, actually fast okay. in real life. But, but he buys drinks. So yeah. I'm like, oh, I know. Yeah. It's like at least this guy buys drinks. Yeah, so that's, like, well, yeah. that's the purpose. If this is yeah. your dive bar, then buy drinks. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyway, so he he confronted Rod about what he was doing because I guess a waitress or someone ran into him because he was blocking a doorway. Oh my doorway. god, that would never he happen. He is a very oh, my watch. By so the way. for the uh, the thousand people that listen to this, how dare son you? of a bitch! We um, have we have forty to fifty people listening on repeat. That's right. Um, Big Rod is a very large black man. Uh, Why does it got to be he, a race thing? He is. It's a description. Oh, okay. uh, he is. He fits. He is it. black. He's very big. So he is very lazy. Now this is slowly becoming racist. Yeah. Okay. He used to book Blind Date, the hit TV show with <laughs> Roger Lodge. Oh yeah, that's how oh, Jeff wait, Danish got on Blind Date. I Rod hooked him up. I think he also helped Adam find his Cadillac. Remember when Adam drove that red Cadillac? Yeah, he lost it. No, he, uh, he, he, he was, was looking for a car. It. Oh, yeah. buy it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was like, what? Like yeah. that, that, that's in his IMDb. So, so far, you guys are defending this guy. <laughs> no. I do not so, so want the, no, I, I, I'm just giving you history. The manager asked, because when he I asked him what he did he there, that much history he here. said, oh, man, I used to open my with Ingram and Danish and O'Neill. I'm, I'm boys with those guys, which is a really <laughs> risky endeavor to <laughs> say <laughs> Ingram, Danish, and O'Neill are your friends. Like his pants, that was a stretch. <laughs> okay. So I was like, no, he's not my friend. He said, dude, I know. And then he was like, because that was who he used, and he said you guys did open mics together. And I go, oh, yeah, we did. He did open mics. He would go up. He would bomb for three minutes. And then he'd get off, and we'd be like, man, that was fucking terrible. And he'd be like, man, I'm a headliner in Europe, man. I can't do anything less than an hour. And we'd oh. be like, where can we pay to see you do an hour? <laughs> I got to see these long-winded jokes that you can't get out in this tough three minutes of you oh up there bombing. Oh, my God. Did he really say that? That was always his excuse. Man, I, was, I, I, I could headline all over Germany anytime <laughs> I want. And be like, what are you, uh, fucking the, Hasselhoff of comedy? The guy we brought up, the Philly guy that we brought up earlier, he's the same way. He says he headlines all the time. That's what like I'm saying. Yeah, he's, he's one of those one that tells me about giant uh, like, mid-Atlantic. You, you always run those guys when you really start at the open mics. Like, yeah. you know, that you know, I just did 30 minutes in Long Beach. Like, bitch, you don't got three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember when uh, Eric Oligny showed up. We were standing in the back smoking, and he was back there, and he started, well, the way we do things in Tampa – and he like just kept going on about the way the comedy scene is ran in Tampa. And after like ten minutes, Jeff Scott's like, "No one gives a fuck about Tampa. <laughs> Who gives a fuck about Tampa?" Or you wake up, Jeff Scott. Yeah. You're doing something. We're wrong. all just like, "Oh, oh shit. shit, yeah, okay." <laughs> and now I think they're friends, but it was just so funny to watch someone just. How do they do it in Tampa? Well, uh, what's well, different? The, one Everything. of the main thing. One of the main things they do there. Is we're all headliners in Tampa. Every single one of us. We perform day in and day out uh, at every 
Coffee House and or Perkins Restaurant. Oh my God! It's almost uh, like do they, they have, are they at Perkins Town? I assume. Okay. What's Perkins? Is that? Yeah, I was gonna say. I think Perkins might just be Midwest because yep. you and I have what some of the Perkins great. is. A, it's like a fancy Denny's with yeah. the biggest American flag it's you'll like ever a, see. Like a oh village inn. That's hilarious. Like that's no, I don't, I've never heard of that one either. Yeah. Yeah. Village inn. Okay. That's where. That's where you I guys took, are talking about flyover states. Yeah. Nobody stops. Eleanor, there. that's where I took Jimmy Fallon and Barry Sobel <laughs> when Sobel propositioned me. <laughs> <laughs> like I know, like me, me and Lucas, we have been. We that's where you took them. Yeah. What? Like they didn't take you, you took them. Uh, yeah, I they love it. take us to a late night eatery. We're in Lawrence, Kansas. We had three options: Burrito King drive-through, or you, you go to Perkins. That. And so I said, "Well, we can go to Perkins. It's kind of like IHOP or Denny's." They're like, "Let's do it." <laughs> and the next thing I know, I was the fucking side dish Ooh. served up with the high stack. That's right. Get your high stock. But, uh, like me and Lucas have been to <laughs> two different cities for a while. He paused us. So pa- put it past, right past two years, we went to yeah, see the we're Royal huge Rumble wrestling fans. in San Antonio oh, yeah. and in Philly. And so we have this tradition. We totally have developed this tradition on each where we go and hit up an open mic in that city. Okay. And okay. just go up and be like, hey, we're comic from LA, and you can immediately get on stage, yeah. which is great. How are all the headliners they had there? And then it is <laughs> god awful. Both, no. both mics were awful. Even in oh, I disagree. Wait, the, even oh, in oh, Philly? The, the San Antonio, the Philly one was god awful. It was just really? a bunch of Oh, it was people. great. You, but the San Antonio was actually <laughs> kind of funny because there was this guy. <laughs> San Antonio. Waved the, you off. The, in San Antonio, there was a guy. Sitting in the front row, yeah, who were, he was clearly dip- autistic, <laughs> he had an issue. extremely autistic. Okay. Much love, much love. And um, <laughs> he was just sitting in the front row and just he was laughing, laughing at everything. At Every everything. setup, he was clapping. He was laughing, but he was clapping, but he would clap way too long. So you're like, and then, and you, you try to tell another joke, and he's still clapping like this, oh and it's like, shut God. the fuck up, dude. Dude, you don't put up with that shit. You should, you should have been. But aborted. literally, yeah. Do you know what you're? You know what <laughs> you spectrum should, you're on now. Get out. You should have been no, aborted. But, 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 or if you this okay, if you nice. if you listen to this podcast, podcast. You, this is it, Pentecostal if you, podcast. If you are listening to this podcast <laughs> and you you have autism. Do not ever sit in the front row of a comedy oh show. Sit in the back way we don't have Do to see you. Do me a favor. Follow or, or if you sit in the front love. row, don't enjoy yourself. Yeah, that's all I it, want. It, this guy was just like, he, he really was the kind of audience member you couldn't get mad at because he was just he was really, happy. really happy. Oh, so you, he, really and so happy. we would all go on and you know, and he loved it. And then Tony got on and Tony berated him. Of course. And, well, because we're so used that's to me. here. That's just and me. Josh Myers. I swear, Tony reversed his autism. Like uh, the guy wasn't laughing at all at the end of the Hilarious. <laughs> the <laughs> cure. So... Dude, we should start calling Tony the cure. <laughs> but the, it was so fun. We did this, the Ravenswood Lounge, I think it was called in Philly. And it was like a. It's across the street from Helium, isn't it? Yeah, it uh, was down, of, the like street. Down, down, down the street. Like a, yeah, yeah, I've done Two that one. Down, like I like that one. You know, uh, and. Uh, it's like upstairs. And yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that. And it had its own bar and stuff, and, yeah. and, and we all got on. But the thing is, we were like, so si- you know, six dickheads from L.A. bumping yeah. all these comedians. So, oh, yeah. I love that. So I like, love the fact that I can bump. So, like anyone. the first few, Even they gave them the love too. But like the last couple of us, are like, you yeah, know, fuck these guys. Yeah, I don't blame. Them. I would have done the same. Yeah, I mean, I I, I probably would have been pissed in that scenario if I were them. But I also, when I lived in Kansas, knew that I wasn't shit. <laughs> and so let the fucking masters Did do you, their thing. You went to Mike's in Kansas? 
Yeah, I did. Uh, I did Stanford and Sons every week, and then I do. There was an open mic at a. I think it's called the Jazz House at Bar in Lawrence, Kansas, and a couple little ones around Kansas City that would pop up for. Yeah. You know, was this a before month you moved to LA? Yeah, yeah this yeah. was back when I I was still in college, and so that's what I would do on my nights because yeah. I didn't have anything else to do, and I didn't really have any friends other than drug dealers. Nice. Um, were they fat or fast? No, they were. They were neither. <laughs> they were skinny, <laughs> slow <laughs> drug dealers because I was a pothead. But the research, like you did the night Robin Williams came back out here, like you knew his coke dealer. I, like, I mean, his name was Randy. No, right. his coke dealer was the Todd. The, t- the Todd. Todd. Yeah, and I just know that from working the back door for so long <laughs> and talking to Argus. And such a frat guy name. Asking the Todd? Argus. The there's Todd. a there's a picture of Robin and the Todd. If I a show headshot you that picture in the, in the uh, front hallway. Yeah. So one night Argus came in. I'm like, Argus, who the fuck is this guy with? with robin williams he's like oh that's the todd he sold us cocaine from and he had like the stats of the years like argus remembers specifically what month he started buying coke from that guy i worked and with then, todd here yeah todd and, was great and so i just was like oh and then he was like he hung around robin a lot and he'd hang around kinnison i think yeah you he, know what happened when Marin did the podcast he was talking about todd as well yeah and i was like oh todd he was telling talking about another guy who used to do a certain bit and i was like oh todd did that bit he goes no no todd stole that bit i was like oh my god like my whole todd just did a best of the comedy store i was like oh fuck and then i would bring up other bits he's like yeah he no that's so and so i was like oh shit like because you don't you know we're in it so we know who does the shitty stuff where was rogan to call this guy out then yeah right but the, the thing is is now like don't you think that people come here and they're like oh this guy's great and this is my favorite comic you're like that guy's a fucking hack yeah don't you like ever want to lose it on commoners that just come in i felt like oh, i yeah. was the commoner who fell for Todd. I, I hate like simone i really sympathize with because he always you know is bringing these people to the club and giving them the tour and all this stuff and when you when he's you, too nice not, uh, not yeah. the tour he's yeah, not, yeah, an yeah, right. tour. <laughs> not, not the tour that she's she's taught me <laughs> Uh, well, pretty much. This is the dark pretty room. Pretty much. This here's the dong room. No cameras back here. But but yeah, uh, I mean, what? like it, I hate bringing like chaperoning people here. Yeah, because yeah. then they say things to you, and you're just like you're you get depleted. Like yeah. fuck. The funniest story I heard was uh, there was this guy who came in to comedy store with Jesus. And he freaked out because he saw Vargas Mason because he knew Vargas from like some like Def Comedy Jam or something something that Vargas was <laughs> on. And he's like, "Oh fuck, that's Vargas! What's up, man? I love your shit, blah blah blah." And then, I mean, he's like, "Oh, thank you, blah, blah. And then Vargas walked away, and he just was like. You, just so you know, that guy's a laughing stock in the comedy <laughs> community. He's nothing you should be happy to see. Son of a bitch fired me. I like Vargas, but Son he of did a bitch fire fired Rick. He's out. He's out. He you fired know, you from this place? He fired me from uh, hosting <laughs> him and Kathy's right. show. Okay. I, I well, they asked you to do it, and they should have known what they were getting. Yeah. That's on them. Well, uh, to their defense, Kathy was positive I was going to do all the dancing. <laughs> Did you ever hear that? She thought he was a fucking dancer. Yeah, I seen you before. You go up there, you do all that dancing up there. <laughs> I was like, I don't think you know who you're talking. Don't talk to the crowd. We don't like that. <laughs> so why do you ask me to host? Just go out there. You do all that dancing. I was like, all right. I don't. I don't think this is gonna and work. Then he got fired. I got fired. <laughs> I kept talking about how shitty the comics were. Dude, her car always smelled like cat pee. 
I believe it. Aww. It's a, so it's one of those that you always had to move because she could. She, I mean, she would try to park it herself, but it, yeah. And, and it, you'd always like plug your nose and go inside. <sighs> How do you know it with cat pee? It just had this. Cat smell. pee is a specific smell. I don't like. It smells like the great cat, ones so jackets. <laughs> You're fucking Josh, awful. did you know the great one? Probably. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. He drives trucks. How did he get that name? It made no sense. What do you mean? He's he great. gave himself that name. That's how you get oh, wait, it. Wait, he gave it to himself? I'm pretty I sure. I thought the O'Neill and, I, I don't know, it just happened. I was like, the great one? And then I just yeah. went with it. And no, I was like, he was, oh, the great and one. And he looked just like Kanye West when Kanye West was hitting to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, or so, Don like, Cheadle if he were homeless and living <laughs> under a staircase. <laughs> great guy, though. <laughs> We are fucking brutal, man. <laughs> uh, do you guys have uh, Do you have social media you want to plug? Oh, you have shows coming up, too. Are oh, both shit. of you working with Polly or just Josh? Josh, you're on the road the next f- few weeks. Yeah. Where are you going to be, brother? Uh, I will it. be in Lexington, Kentucky with yeah. Polly Shore and at Lexington Comic Con as well. And then I'm in Seattle uh, with Tony Hitchcliffe at the Parlor Live. And if there's any autistic kids up there, go see please Josh. go see yeah. uh, Tony and Josh and sit right up front. Have a good time. So you'll Tony love Josh, and then Tony, Tony will just cure uh, you. Josh Martin comic is my name on the things. <laughs> <laughs> MySpace, Friendster. I don't give a fuck. Uh, just he's so good with the internet. Anyway, you know, and just, he just says it wrong. Uh, you know, I, I just want to, yeah. Yep. All right. I want to be rebellious. And I like that. Lucas Hurl. I'm, I'm at Lucas Hurl. That's where I post all my tour dates and whatnot. So. Also, Lucas was the original producer of the Comedy Store podcast. I was. Back That's when true. we were able to get yes. one comic every year and a half yeah, to it show was, up. I Saturday, forgot Saturday about night that. in the old phone room. Yeah. We got Dalia. We got. We got, got Dalia for we about got, eight minutes. Yeah. Is that why he won't do it now? Because he did eight minutes? Yeah, that's when I Also, maybe it might be because Ingram talks shit about him. What are you talking All the time. First of all, we're best friends. They're best friends. Deals and I are best friends. I have (laughs) offered to do roughly 30 sitcoms with him, to which he never responds. He doesn't even give me a no. I'll be like, (laughs) I got this script. It's about you, me, my buddy Mark. It's called Faggot Dolphin, and I he'll be like, anything. "Oh, I don't think that, that anyone's gonna buy a show called that." And I'll be like, <laughs> "Dude, trust me, they want it." Yeah, Faggot Dolphin, I can see it. It's happening. gonna be a great show. It's a family sitcom. Dude, send it to Freeform. <laughs> it's, it's not a bad idea. We'll see what we can do with it. Are you on the road? Do you have dates? Um, for not that I can think of at the moment, but I'm sure I do. You'll be at the but comedy I'll store, be, though. I'll be at the comedy store tonight in here. about yes. an hour, so make it down. <laughs> no, not he even. knows this live. We're almost up. Yeah, we're good. We uh, got this. All right. Well, uh, listen to the podcast, guys. Thank rate you us. So, you have podcasts too, though. Um, nah, Look, he, he thinks um, he's so yeah. fucking big. Yeah. I am. He's so fucking okay. big. You know what? Fake Be it till honest. you make it. It's fake not, it I'm not being you make fake. Doctor Bustamante. It it's on the Doctors Podcast Network. Josh Tim, Doctor Phil, <laughs> Doctor Drew. None of those guys are real doctors. No. Josh, well, Josh is the most doctor. Yeah. Josh has a science degree. Do you have a podcast? Dr. Drew's a real doctor. Dude, don't defend your fellow doctors, okay? You have a science degree? Sorry, I don't know if I was supposed to. I'm sorry, we could have probably talked about this during the actual podcast. Yeah, but it's not that interesting. 
No, this is big rod. No, because big rod instead of having any form of structure. I've been here. I've been here for talk about big rod. I've been here for fifteen years, and big rod has been a part of it, bothering people that entire fifteen years. Are you serious? Forever. I blocked shit out, so I don't know. Does he still cast blind date? No, (laughs) he does. Lucas is looking for work. He he does. No, I'm looking for a date. Blind blind date was canceled, but he's still booking for him. So. Check him out. It's it's gonna be Polly, I believe, is producing it. I'm gonna sell it to YouTube. He has it on his IMDb <laughs> Blind Date Booker 2013 dash and nothing after present. That. It's still current. Chicken finger eater present. He also he always also gives me the yeah I, I got diabetes, but my doctor said to keep my blood sugar around 250. I'm like so so horribly. So your heart is going to explode level all the time? Good plan. I don't think his doctor likes him. Yeah. I'm just going to say he's a doctor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's no way he's There's some people you see and oh, you're like, yeah. oh, that guy has never seen oh, a wait, dentist he's going to He's going to Dr. Josh Martin. He's giving him <laughs> terrible advice to rid the world of his problem. Yeah, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Rate us on all uh, the yeah, important Yeah, subscribe, things. rate us. Uh, you know, let's get more listeners so we can shit on Josh. Yeah, we need to really push and, uh, Josh back. Come on. Tell me how you really feel about it. We love Honestly, you. Honestly, I don't give a fuck. Josh, we supported you, and we're the reason why you're a paid regular. I congratulated you, so I'm not on you the weird list. You are not the reason list. why I'm a paid regular. I did all the work, and you can all suck <laughs> this <laughs> dick. Uh, all right, thanks for listening, guys. Been so nice.